Hi there. I am so excited about today's podcast. I can't even tell you. There are a few things I have done uh, professionally that I am as excited about as our Love Someone with Delilah podcast today. It is an episode that is extra special, an extra special treat for all of us. I was recently invited to join cast and crew of The Chosen, the multi-season streaming TV series about the life of Jesus of Nazareth. And I got to go to their brand new home at the Salvation Army's camp in Texas. The set build was a huge undertaking, like huge. The landscape needed to believably represent biblical locals, such as the feeding of the 5,000, while also housing production facilities, a state-of-the-art 30,000-square-foot soundstage, and an authentic first-century city was built. The biblical set covers two acres, approximately two football fields side by side. It was unbelievable. I got to walk through the sets. I got to walk through the city. I got to see the amazing artwork, the tile work, the the research they did for every wall, every window was was unbelievable. I mean, they spent months researching everything they built. When filming is complete... The camp will be turned back over to the Salvation Army to use in their outreach with their children's camps. I got to see and experience it all. Me and my friend Jan, who is the one that introduced me to this show, The Chosen. They've recently wrapped filming of season three of the seven that are planned. I was able to sit down and chat with Dallas Jenkins, the creator, director, and co-writer of the series, as well as several cast members, including... Amber Shana Williams, who plays the beautiful, incredible Tamar. Brandon Potter as the villain that we love to hate, Quintus. Oh, man. He's a a wonderful human being in real life, but he plays such a great villain, Quintus. Giovanni Cairo, who portrays Thaddeus. Jordan Walker-Ross, who is Little James. Lara Silva as Eden and Elizabeth Tabish, who shines as Mary Magdalene. I am so excited to share these conversations with you. I hope they inspire you to watch the series. I promise, I promise, I don't care what faith you are, what what your walk in life is, this show, The, the Chosen, will touch your heart. So many great stories. Let's check in with Dallas Jenkins first, right after I spend some time telling you about my incredible podcast sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by a company solving a family problem. They've got the greatest name forever, forever forever.com. I love my family and I love all my family memories, especially all the photos and all the videos of my children and my grandchildren. But I have the same problem as many people. My photos, my videos are everywhere. Some are in old boxes and old photo albums. Others are on social media sites and cloud storage accounts and thousands are on my phone. But with all these memories spread about everywhere, they're really nowhere. 
They're difficult to share and they are all in danger of being lost. And many are being data mined by advertisers. But recently I discovered a solution to my photo mess. Forever is the name of a company that's been helping families save, organize, and share their memories for a decade. And I've opened my own account at forever.com. My forever account is my permanent digital home, which I'm now using to safely save, organize, and share thousands of family photos and videos. Forever is safe, no data mining, no advertising, and you can design and print beautiful holiday cards, books, and gifts. Start today by opening a free intro account at forever.com. It's easy, but if you need help, call 1-888-FOREVER or choose a Forever ambassador near you. Memories help families stay connected forever. Get started at forever.com and use promo code LOVE for 25% off. I feel like we're old friends, Dallas, since I got to do a podcast with you in the past. But that was when The Chosen was just kind of in its infancy. Before we were cool. Before. You were in on it. Well, you were pretty cool. You were pretty cool. I mean, it it was catching on. But now, what a phenomenon. Dallas Jenkins, who is the creator of The Chosen, we're going into season three, and uh, you graciously invited us to your new home. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, this is crazy, and it's a, it's a ride that I feel fortunate to be on, uh, and I've it, it, every day it proves to me what I've said from the beginning, which is that I'm not good enough to, to, to fulfill what this is being, what this has become. It just gets bigger and better than I'm capable of which is scary and uh, and comforting at the same time. When I first was introduced to you, my friend Jan introduced me to The Chosen, and it was the beginning of COVID, and she and her husband were the like the like probably the first couple that paid it forward, you know, and mm. they have been doing that since day one. She's like, you really get got to get on board. You got to watch this. You got to talk about it on your show. You got to get to know this. So the, the shutdown comes. I have nine people. My my youngest children, my husband, and my outlaws, my former in-laws, who are now my outlaws. And so I called Jan. I'm like, how do I find this show you're talking about? And it was so perfect mm. and so powerful for my teenagers mm. and my younger children to watch, for my husband and I, for us to start some really important conversations so that started that relationship that you created between Simon Peter and Eden right. really started conversations with us that were so impactful and so important. But when my kids started wanting to stay there at the end of the show and watch you hmm. talk about it, right. and these were in the early days when you're like, oh, we just need to come up with enough money to make a costume, people. Right. <laughs> we don't really have a set. Right. Right. Kind of looking for a desert, and you were very transparent yeah. and very honest. And now to come here and see what God has done, yeah. and how working with the Salvation Army, mind blowing. Yeah, only and, God could do that. Yeah, and I think you've pointed out the two primary things about the show that have brought it to where it is. One is the human relatability factor, which is I, I've I've seen all the Bible shows and movies ever made. And I've never seen a marriage portrayed 
in as a, a real marriage. Show. Yeah, just uh, I, and I can't even think of how many marriages I've seen portrayed. I mean, you just don't see that kind of stuff. And when you're able to go, as especially a, yeah. especially in Christian yeah. or 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 biblical, yeah, Bible era projects, you're thinking exactly when you're able to say those issues that they faced. 2,000 years ago are actually the same issues that I face. Then you go, oh, maybe the solution to those issues, Jesus, is the same solution that I can have today. And the other thing you're bringing up is that crowd-funded, crowd-related thing that we decided to do from the beginning, which is we're going to be authentic. We're going to show you behind the curtain. You're going to be part of this, whether it's financially, prayer-wise, or just a matter of knowing what we're doing so that you can spread the word. Uh, that has been an essential part of The Chosen from day one. And it has led to what we have now and what it's continuing to grow. The thing is, though, we have to remember, we can't ever lose that just because we now have this amazing set to use. Well, that still has to be financed, that we still have to continue making episodes. We still don't have a big studio covering all the costs of everything. We still but have to be reliant. But isn't that sweet? Well, yes, that's isn't the point Isn't that of it. sweet yeah. to know that it's, it's all been God? Yeah. And you've said that from the very beginning. It was God-birthed. It was God-breathed. It's God-funded. Um, and... And there's nobody, you know, telling you the parameters outside of you and God. Yeah, my my responsibility is is to him and and to my wife, <laughs> and uh, and everything else is we 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 have the beauty of it is we have the freedom to control it and to do what it is we believe is best and what we believe God is leading us to do. And we're not bound by cancel culture. We're not bound by uh, the, a studio having to fit us into some sort of slot. We get to do what we need to do and be audience dependent and God dependent as opposed to. Uh, you know, a, a, a an office that's deciding where we're going to go next. So one of the things that I love about The Chosen, beyond um, all those things you just men mentioned, is the fact that in most uh, biblical kind of productions, women take a back seat. Right. Not even a back seat. We're not even on the bus right. to get in the back seat. You know, except for, you know, the production of De Samson and Delilah that was done, Cecil B. DeMille's, <laughs> right. I think, years ago. There's no female yeah. characters that that really stand out or play a role. And from day one in The Chosen, you focus on the women that God chose yeah. to surround his son. Yeah. We forget that there's a very key uh, verse or two in the Bible, in the Gospels that talk about that that Jesus didn't just have the 12 apostles. There were dozens and dozens of disciples that followed Jesus around, including a group of women who were essential to his ministry. It says they even helped finance his ministry. Mary Magdalene was a key point of, of, of mo multiple momentous moments of the Gospels. And so I don't think we're doing anything revolutionary. I don't think we're uh, but you are. Well, yeah. In terms Not of the, revolutionary in terms, in terms of the Bible of the because story, the women yeah. have been there historically. Yes. Um, I like that you gave Eden a name. But yeah. but you are doing something revolutionary and that you are shining a spotlight yeah. on the importance of those relationships. I got a book years ago called Women in the Bible yeah. that tells the stories of a lot of the key women in the Bible. And yeah. I have shared that with my daughters because... First off, of my eight girls, only two are are Caucasian. The rest are women of color. Mm. And so the way that you have portrayed in The Chosen, yeah. strong women, women that have character flaws and sordid past and brokenness and right. joy and laughter and love and sisterhood. And, and I'm hearing through the grapevine that this new season is really going to... Uh, uh, yeah. 
paint those pictures in more vibrant colors than ever. Yeah, season three uh, goes even deeper with the women of the show because uh, one trap that you can sometimes fall into is say, okay, women haven't been portrayed much, so we're going to portray them and they're going to be perfect and wonderful. And women have just the same struggles that men do. Maybe they look a little different, but they're flawed as well. And so we want to be honoring of some of these characters from the Gospels and some of the, to the actresses that we have who are extraordinary to give them things to sink their teeth into as well. They, they're going to argue and bicker this year just like the disciples do. They're going to overcome some of their struggles just like the disciples do. They're going to face doubts and questions just like the disciples do. And Simon and Eden especially are at the heart of this season, and they face a significant obstacle in their marriage and how they overcome that and how, G how, how they have to meet Jesus in that, in that uh, desperation is a key thrust of, of season three. So we just have a little bit of time here. Tell me about the actress Amber. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't wait to talk to her. Yeah, yeah. She yeah, you'll love Amber. She's great because... Uh, she plays Tamar, who's an Ethiopian woman who we introduced in season one and we're planning on having for just one episode. And she brought just such a different flavor to the show that uh, we thought, you know what? Um, we know that there was a group of women who followed Jesus and who helped him in his ministry. Let's bring her back. Let's get her into the fold because she just, we love finding, uh, we, we, we consider the group of, of people around Jesus in this show to be like an orchestra. And we want to find people who play different tunes and different instruments so that when they come together, it's, it's variety, not just literally skin tone, but also style and approach and energy. And uh, so we, we get to explore in this season uh, her backstory more, uh, what she brings to the table. And, and now that the women are, are thrust together uh, in season three and are following Jesus together and didn't know each other beforehand, we really explore what that looks like. Thank you for that. Yeah, no, and I think that's what's been fun about the show is we're, we're again, we're not doing it for any political reasons. It's we're just capturing what we know of the story, which is that even the area where they, where they, where Jesus walked was a melting pot because it was a trade route. So we get to see different colors, different uh, flavors, and also even neurological differences like Matthew. I mean, we really try to, sh to show the gamut because I think this is what heaven's going to look like. So we might as well make sure that the viewers get to see themselves as well. Amen. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you, having Dallas. me, Delilah. Amber Shana Williams, welcome. You didn't see us yesterday, oh, wow. which means your people did a really good job <laughs> making us hush. Um, but we saw you, and I got to see you in a scene. You were looked like grinding wheat. Oh, that's when you were there. Yeah, yeah, you were scooping yeah. and, and grinding and mixing and pouring water. And I wanted to stay and, like, see what was unfolding, but yeah. they're like, no, you can't. <laughs> You must go now. We can't let all flee. of our... Yes, you must flee. So I'm excited to talk to you for a number of reasons. Um, I am the mother of eight daughters. All but two mm -hmm. are women of color. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things yeah. I can do. I can teach them about skin care and hair care, but yeah. there are some things I cannot do. And I cannot be a strong, beautiful black role model yeah. to my girls. Yeah. But you are. And I love you for that. I yeah. thank you for that. And um, I, was, I was watching an interview with you earlier uh, on a, a TV show. And you were talking about how you love feeling strong and powerful. Yeah. And you do martial arts and you're <laughs> learning how to sword fight and yeah. all these superhero things <laughs> and yet the character that you portray in the chosen oh she's poised she's so poised mm -hmm. 
She's so understated, mm-hmm. underspoken, and classic, yeah. just classic beauty. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna be exploring that in season three of The Chosen. Tamara, you're the Ethiopian woman who brought the paralytic to Jesus to be healed, and she's the example of faith in the chosen. She has been because that key line, "Your faith is beautiful," like that that represents her, and it has. And in season three, what they're going to do is tell you a little bit more about her and why she is the way she is, and touching on that story. And it's a deep story. It's a deep story, and as you mentioned before, you're the mom of a beautiful girl. Look, I got ten siblings, so I know <laughs> about the big family, and you are a beautiful, perfect example of what it is to be a strong woman. And I appreciate, and I know it's a privilege and a responsibility to be representing people who look like me as well. I, I didn't know that at first. I didn't expect it. I wasn't planning on it. I just had to be a part of the chosen. And then when I started to see the impact that it was having on everyone else, and then the, the messages started coming in, and DMs were showing up of people like, I'm so happy to see myself on screen. And Amen. It looks like me. And it's just like... That was the first thing my daughter said. Look. When the, look, Mom, look, look. And because I love God's Word so much, yeah. and I love the Bible so much, and I see how... In the scriptures, Jesus loves women and honors us so much. And yet that whole piece is somehow missed. It's often missed in a lot of faith-based media um, and, 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 and films and television shows. And it focuses a lot on Jesus and, you know, his story. But what The Chosen does is not only does it, it, it you know, it's telling the life of Christ, but it's doing it from the very human people around him. And they make great effort and great intent to also do it from the, 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 the perspective of the women. I love that. And each one is unique. And I none heard of them are the season same. Season three, the women kind of take Listen, over. It is some girl power going on in season three. Okay, there's a lot of things that we experience uniquely as women that they're going to delve into in season three. You know, we carry burdens. Everybody's burdens sometimes, and um, we're going to really touch base on that and what that means for us as women and the sisterhood. And how difficult sometimes it is to maintain that because you're not just, when you have a sisterhood, it's more than just we're here, we support each other all the time. Sometimes you got to hold each other accountable. You know, sometimes you're conflicting and you're butting heads and you may see some of that going on in season three and how that's going to be processed and and how we're going to move through that and still follow Christ. Because at the same time, you have to know that that's, that's the hard, the, the easy part is saying you're going to do it. The difficult part is actually following through. Is the through. actual doing it. Absolutely. And so we're going to go through that entire process in season three and leave the door wide open for season four to keep going. Like they, they're, It's not stopping. Like The momentum just keeps building. So <laughs> have they let you in on the next seasons, the next few seasons, or is I it a mystery? I keep begging. I keep, I'm like, can y'all just, just a With little the, You can't do the big eye look? You got the big eyes. Just you can do the a, big eye. Just listen, just... Yeah, that it one. works on my husband, but it ain't worked on Dallas it's not yet. Working on mm-hmm. Dallas. <laughs> I'm gonna try it on Amanda next and see what happens. <laughs> I think you might you might have an inroad there. I might because she's the one. She's the one. She's the reason I'm here. Actually, it was Amanda who who was like, "That's tomorrow when I did that audition." It was Amanda, and like and and like I said, so all around behind the scenes and on the show, the chosen is like getting it right with the women, and it's so difficult to to find someone who tells our stories so well and 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 so accurately, from our point of view, 
And you're gonna see in season three how how like deeper they delve into that. I can't wait. Mm, it's I gonna can't be good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. It's been a privilege. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Joining me is the incredible Brandon Potter. Oh, Brandon, hi. Or as many of us know him, you are Quintus. Mm-hmm. who is the character we all love to hate. <laughs> That's right. Brandon, That's right. how did you end up as this evil, smart-alecky, incredibly dry, brilliant, evil character in, in The Chosen? It was just an audition, but I think a casting director in town recommended that I do something because they were talking to people in LA for a lot of these roles but I think it was Beverly who said you should bring in Brandon for this and I did and Dallas and I got to play during the audition um, I think uh, Quintus originally started out as you know a Roman who was eating grapes and was very disinterested you know which is kind of a trope and he said I'd like to do something else so of he course said, he did because Dallas yeah because he's Dallas and he wants to play so I said what if he really likes his job what if he's really interested in efficiency maintaining the status quo what if he's a bureaucrat died in the wool you know I said okay let's give it a go so we got to play with that uh, during this audition we both had a great time and uh, the rest as they say is history there we go I appreciate the fact that you make him human like he's oh, yeah. not just a villain when you read yeah. the scripture a lot of times for me, the characters are kind of one-dimensional, mm-hmm. and the the gift of the chosen for me is the way that the characters are real. They're real people. Jesus is a real man. Yep. Uh, 
they have real relationships, Mm -hmm. they have real situations, and even as this bureaucratic jerk, uh, your character has a human side. Yeah. Like you care about Matthew. Mm -hmm. You're very protective of this jerky autistic mm-hmm. he's the the character is on the autistic spectrum uh jewish man who turned against his faith and against his family to be a tax collector but it's almost i almost feel like you've got like a a big brother or a, a father-like role in his life in the story yeah was that an on purpose oh definitely yeah and and i think you know, to go back to the point that you mentioned earlier about the, the humanity of this story, I think that's one of the central features of The Chosen that uh, makes it meaningful, right? Is that it, it, it is populated with real people, and I think that the audience will be able to relate to, if not everyone, then at least one person, you know? And I think that's what makes this important. And in terms of, you know, my character, even when you're playing a bad guy, you have to find something that you relate to. And the writers really, really cleverly gave me lots of stuff to relate to. Uh, first of all, he's uh, a small part of a story he doesn't fully understand, right? And that's something that I can definitely relate to. I'm just one actor in this giant production. I don't fully understand it. I don't fully understand its reach. Uh, and that's easy to relate to. The other thing is this relationship to Matthew. Quintus sees his analytical brain and relates to it immediately. And who can't empathize with that? You see someone who maybe has gifts like you and you want to mentor them so that they can maybe avoid the same pitfalls as you. Maybe you can make a better version of yourself, whatever your reasons are. When that happens, you glom onto those people. And Quintus is a human who does that exact thing. He sees someone who has a similar gift to him, which is that sort of analytical machinery in his mind and really, really wants to cultivate it. I also love how, what a smart aleck you are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, the the writer's brilliance or your way to deliver the lines, but dude, you can just zing. <laughs> I think that's teamwork right there. Yeah, I like, uh, really good teamwork, and the way your eyes sparkle when you, when you get to deliver the zinger, I'm it's like, fun. Yeah, yeah, it's hard yeah. not to. It's hard not to really, really relish it. It's hard not to really enjoy it. You know, so I get these sort of like fun interactions with fans. They get to, they get all the pathos, and I get all the humor, which is nice. So, do you think anybody has ever watched that character and said, "I am too much like that. I need to not be quite so regimented, and maybe like relax a little." I certainly hope so. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you for thank being you, a Delilah. part of the show. And uh, I can't wait to see season three. Me neither. Also with me today is Giovanni Cairo and Jordan Walker-Ross, who play Thaddeus and Little James. So tell me how you both, you know, take turns here, how you both came to be a part of the cast, where you were at in your life faith-wise and maybe if that's changed over the last four years. I mean, uh, you know, I was at a point, I think I was in L.A. for about five years, and I'm from Michigan originally, so I was missing family like crazy. Wasn't really where I wanted to be uh, career-wise, and uh, just really considering going back home to uh, 
kind of call it quits or at least take a break and be with my family. And I missed them and uh, um, I got an audition for The Chosen. And at that point in my life, my faith was really, you know, it wasn't really where it needed to be. But auditioned a couple times and and then had a Skype with Dallas and he said, we, uh, well, we want you to be part of The Chosen. We don't know where we're going to place you just yet, but uh, we want you aboard. Changed my life, honestly. Give me, give me two examples of how your life has been transformed yeah. before and after. I mean, before, I mean, with the thing is with, with Thaddeus being able to play him, he's such a hard on his sleep character and he just really, he's a peacemaker. He wants everybody to be on the same page. Um, that's taught me to be more loving and kind towards people I don't even know. My family, my friends, it's made me want to be a better person each day. Um, and I see that reflected in people watching the show, and that's the best gift I could get. So, Amen. Uh, so I had been living in L.A. for about 10 years on and off, and I had to come back home for a major hip surgery uh, back to Dallas-Fort Worth. And I met my wife while I was down here. Uh, acting wasn't really going well out in L.A., so we decided you know, I'd stay in Texas, recover from my surgery, and maybe we'd go back out there later on. And I got the audition for The Chosen. Uh, and at that time, I don't think I had booked anything in at least four years. Uh, and the one thing I did book, I was replaced because my limp was too noticeable on camera. So my uh, my limp is something that I, I felt I needed to hide for every audition because I had been told by casting directors in the past, you know, to tone the limp down or try it without the limp. Then it was in the back of my mind at every audition. So it was taking away from the performance and it was a, a huge insecurity of mine. And for The Chosen, uh, the audition was actually in the building I worked at. So it was really convenient. And I, I did the audition, I did the callback. I auditioned for Andrew first and then Matthew uh, and got little James, obviously. But the thing that has changed my perspective and, and changed my life the most uh, regarding The Chosen is the fact that Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen, came to me and after season one, he asked if it would be okay if they incorporated my disability into the character. And it was a scary proposition for me to all of a sudden reveal the thing that I was most insecure about and shine a spotlight on it rather than try to cover it up or hide it. And uh, But I said yes, thankfully, because that forced me to be more vulnerable than I had ever been. And slowly that got me on the, the track to start to see it as a strength and not a weakness and to understand that, you know, not everyone needs the type of healing they think they do and that uh, your your flaws can sometimes be, you know, your, your greatest asset. So it, it was that was one of the many ways that it was a, a life changing experience for me. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing time. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. Of course. Oh, thanks yeah. a lot. I appreciate it. Thank Good you. talking with you. Are you loving these conversations as much as I am? I'll continue chatting with the cast of The Chosen, but I need to shine a light on another podcast sponsor, a delicious one. In fact, I'm going to sit here and sip a cup of tea while I tell you about this podcast sponsor. Visitors to my home or my studio are sure to notice one thing right away. My love for tea. One of my favorites is Bigelow Tea's constant comment. It's been my go-to for years. The aromatic citrus and spice blend is an immediate 
pick me up first thing in the morning during the afternoon slump or when sitting down in front of the microphone to spend time with my listeners each evening. Even before I take my first sip, I like to slowly inhale, letting the scent of oranges and sweet spices fill my lungs and tantalize my taste buds. It's a little ritual that helps to put me in the best frame of mind for whatever task lies ahead. I wonder if Ruth Bigelow did something similar when she mixed up the first batch of constant comment in her kitchen over 75 years ago. (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me. Love tea, love citrus and spice and everything nice. Don't forget to add Bigelow's constant comment tea blend to your shopping list. It's been blended by the Bigelow family for three generations, and you'll taste the love they add in every cup. Hi, Laura. Laura Silva does an amazing job of playing uh, the beautiful Sweet Eden yes. in The Chosen. So you're about the same age as the character you play. Uh, in the Bible, in the actual Bible, you don't have a name. Right. You're just known as his Son wife. Peter's wife, right. And... And he miraculous, Jesus miraculously heals your mother mm-hmm. in the actual scriptures. Right. But in the chosen, you've got a name. I ask a couple of the the other folks who are involved with the production. Can you share how being a part of the chosen, being Eden in the chosen, might have impacted you personally? Yes, like who you were and who you are. Has there been a transformation? Absolutely. Um, before even booking The Chosen, I when I even just decided to pursue acting, um, I didn't fully start realizing that my passion and my dream for acting was even reachable until I let Jesus in my life, until I pursued him and he showed me that he can get me there. He really, like, just opened that up in me, these talents and gifts that I was born with that I didn't even know I had until I asked God and until he showed me. And then, you know, this this industry is it's so tough to navigate. And I feel like he's opened the doors for me and he's closed some and he's put people in my life um, to help get me to where I am. And, and then just continuing my journey and pursuing my acting career with, like, Jesus as my guide, I don't think that I could have done it, and I don't think that I would have the courage and the strength to to pursue it this late in the game, I feel like, without him. I know that one of the beautiful things about The Chosen is the intimacy between the cast and the audience. Your audience is so faithful and so committed. I mean, Mm -hmm. there would be no Chosen if people had not crowdfunded it. Yes. When people connect with you, when they contact you, what are some of the like the key things that that you're receiving from people? The main things I get from whether it's messages online from fans or meeting them in person is just how how much they love seeing the relationship between Eden and Simon. And then particularly there's a scene with um, Eden and Jesus when Jesus tells Eden that, you know, even though Simon is out doing all these things, I want you to know that I see you. And when, I mean, I feel like almost every fan, whether man or woman, it's like, you know, he sees you. He's there for you. He loves you. 
and that resonated with them and to be able to share that and when they tell me how that's impacted them based on their personal life or you know stay-at-home moms or you know that that they're also seen and that they have a you know a joy and a purpose and that Jesus is there as well like that that's that means everything that I got to help I guess, play a role in that and telling that. Well, thank you. Thank you thank for you, sharing. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Thank God you. bless you. I am so excited that Elizabeth Tabish, known to the chosen watchers as Mary Magdalene, could also work us into her schedule today. Your character, the way you portray Mary the Magdalene, <sighs> is amazing. Thank and you. And you more than any other character in the first couple of episodes. You were the first episode, but had me hook, line, and sinker. Oh, thank you. That's so nice to hear. You. Thank you. You nailed it. (sighs) And I have to know, is there like some dark secret in your background? Like I have a lot of dark secrets in my (laughs) background. That that helps you to relate to the character, or did is that just you're a brilliant actress? Well, um, I'd like to just say I'm a really good actress, but at that time I was coming out of a depression. Um, I was self-medicating. I was drinking a lot. Um, I had a lot of like a string of sort of bad boyfriend experiences, um, and. You know, I was I was kind of living in a state of despair for a while without even really realizing it. Um, just kind of like getting through each day. Um, I had some back injuries from some car accidents, so I wasn't uh, very, uh, you know, active. I wasn't exercising. I was sort of just in this sort of chronic pain and not actively pursuing the things that used to like really light up my heart. And so I was just sort of like getting, getting by day by day. I was, I was, you know, depression's a funny thing because it would be nice to be able to be like, oh, it was this thing that made me depressed. But like, I think just living in this world and being a sensitive person <laughs> and feeling things deeply and seeing what's on the news and seeing what's happening to people in the world, like all of that builds and builds and and creates this like kind of ongoing despair if we don't catch it and um and so that sort of coupled with you know my own sort of emotional life that that um I was stuck in a rut in this loop of just seeing only the negative and you know not not actively pursuing uh suicidal activity but but thoughts that sort of suicidal ideation of just like I want to not be here (laughs) I want to not be in this world um which is a bad place to be you know it's a scary place place to to be be, but very commonplace I think it's the address of so many people's emotional heart right now yeah and so I I felt isolated and lonely and that was the place that I first got the scripts. That's the place wow. where I got the audition. And so it was like, Did I'm, Dallas know any of this or was no, this all God? I, this is all. That's all God, God just saying. Yeah. This is exactly the character where she is. You know, it's uncanny. And I was like, this is, if I don't get this, and I was about to quit acting too. So when I got this script, I was like, is this, this is too good to be true. 
And because I had so many losses and like rejections, I was like, if I don't book this, then it is the biggest sign that I need to quit acting, find a different job and like try to start over. Coming from a place of just like complete negativity into, you know, and it's taken me some time of, of, of adjusting to good things happening in the world and the good things happening to me. Like it has been like a, a, just a sea change of the sort of hope that I have, the excitement, enthusiasm I have for being alive, the, the gratitude I have for, um, for sticking around for another day, you know, to like keep going, even even on those hard days of just like, well, sleep through it, you know, get get to the next day. It feels so impossible. All of this feels so impossible to me. I don't know how it's happening. I don't know how it could have happened to me. And so I'm I'm so grateful. And yes, I, I mean, clearly my my life has changed, and my my faith in God, my faith in love and community, and the care that people have for each other, my faith in people too has 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 changed. And um, and it has it's the whole thing has been life changing and transforming for me and. I, I don't take it for granted at any point to, to know that, like, this is uh, such an unusual and almost impossible scenario. And, um, and I get, a, you know, experience it firsthand, and we all get experience it together, you know, uh, the fans, the, the cast, the crew, like, we get to go through this process together and constantly be reminded of these beautiful things in the Gospels that affected these characters back then and now get to affect us in a very real way amen thank you thank Thank you you. yeah (laughs) thanks for ruining my makeup (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that but god bless you i know i have to go but i'm praying for you thank you so much i appreciate that the chosen has wrapped up filming season three and in an exciting twist this year, they are debuting episodes one and two of the most emotional and consequential season to date. On the big screen beginning November 18th, tickets are on sale now, so don't hesitate. It is going to be a wonderful night out. It will be a brief run in theaters before season three hits the show's streaming platform where they will be available for free as the first two seasons have been with the remaining six episodes dropping one per week on the same online venue. The Chosen came to me and my family in the midst of a worldwide pandemic when fear and hope were running a foot race and fear seemed to be taking the lead. The Chosen showed up and showed me and my family that all it took was a matter of perspective and a mustard seed of faith to see that hope was going to be the clear and obvious winner each and every time they matched up in a competition. I don't know what you may be going through right now, but I do know that we all have something, some challenge, some trial, some insecurity that weighs upon us. I encourage you, as I always do, to let go and let God. And while you're working on that, watch The Chosen. Its characters are sublimely multidimensional, beautifully flawed, brilliantly portrayed, and you will come away awed and inspired. I'm so grateful I was able to spend time on the set with the amazing people I interacted with. I hope you enjoyed the conversations, all of them. 
all the conversations I got to share with you today on Love Someone with Delilah. Take care, my friend, and I will catch up with you again very soon. Until then, take some time out of your busy schedule to slow down and love someone. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.